Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. That's Alex Ferrario. He's Tanner Hendrickson, and I'm Brandon Kylie. Very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by, I think we can call him officially friend of the show at oh, this yeah. point. He's Kevin Goldstein, former Astros assistant general manager. He's now writing over at Fangraphs. You can follow him on Twitter at his name, Kevin underscore Goldstein. Kevin, we always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? I always appreciate being called a celebrity. It makes my day every time. Well, we we wouldn't consider you anything else here on the show. (laughs) Hey, Kevin, we were just talking about Tyler O'Neill's season and what he could potentially be for the Cardinals moving forward. I'd love to get your perspective as a, as a former member of a front office. When you have a player like Tyler O'Neill, who's experiencing a, a legit breakout season, do you try to get out in front of this with, with the contract numbers? Because he'll be in his first year of arbitration eligibility this year. And in the past, the Cardinals have, have tried to get these deals done very early. Is that something you'd start looking at already? Or would you want to see another season or two of this before you really start going there? I think it's really player by player. And I think with a guy like Tyler O'Neill, I think you do have to play it season by season. I think his approach creates a lot of variability into what he can do in the sense that he still is, is a very aggressive hitter. There's still a lot of, of quick at-bats. He's kind of an early action guy who swings at a lot of pitches. And you know, it, it leads to, as you know, a, a really high strikeout rate. He leads the team in strikeouts. And he's having a very good season. We've always known this guy had huge raw power. I mean, you look at him when he gets off the bus, you're going to go, hey, I bet that guy hits home runs. Uh, but, but you know, it, there, there is some risk to what he does because of the way he does it. So he's the kind of guy where I don't think you have as much comfort with what you're doing. You're very happy with what he's doing. You hope he can keep it up. And there's a good chance he can. But I think you would want to get a little more uh, assuredness that he can play with this kind of style of approach and, and consistently be this kind of performer before you start talking about an extension. Kevin, the offense for the Cardinals this year has been frustrating, to say the least, for a lot of Cardinals fans. Last year, I think the fans were talking about the outfield position being the most frustrating part because Bader really didn't come through, Tyler O'Neill wasn't, and Dylan Carlson was still struggling. When you look at this team now, where do you feel like the biggest hole is in terms of frustration for the offense? I think it's in the middle of the infield, obviously. You know, you're talking about Paul DeJong struggling to, to stay at the Mendoza line. I know he can you know, he can still run to some balls and hit some home runs, but he's in 197 right now. And then, you know, Tommy Edmund at second base is, a, you know, a gritty little player, but he's not much of an offensive producer. The on-base is, is hanging around 300, and there's not a lot of slugs there. So I think, you know, if you want to address places to improve the offense, the middle of the infield seems like pretty much the obvious answer to me. 
Well, when you look at that, there's there's a ton of options this offseason, Kevin, and this is a great shortstop market, but all of them have questions, right? Carlos Correa, I, I know you have a you've seen a lot of his career down in Houston. He had the back issues earlier on, although he is a great player. Seeger has the injury questions. It's been a weird year for Trevor Story and Baez doesn't get on base at a high clip. Out of those guys, are there any that you think make the, the most sense for this Cardinals club if they were willing to go to the ends that it's going to take money-wise? Uh, I think at the end, you have to look, just look at all of them as upgrades, right? You know, and, and you're right. They all have holes, and then, you know, Correa does get hurt at times. And I, I, I almost want to give Story a mulligan for his season. It's been such a weird year in Colorado, and, um, you know, he was, you know, quite quite frank with how upset he was about not getting traded. And I, it's really tough to play for a team like that. And uh, I think he'd really be a perfect fit, but you know, all of those guys would be upgrades at the very least. And so you just kind of have to line them up and see what the cost is going to be. If we have an off season at this point and figure hmm. out who best that is. Kevin, from a front office perspective, is there a difference in terms of evaluating your team and going into the off season? If you miss the playoffs rather than you getting in and making the wild card, but not being successful from it. Not really. I mean, I, th- I think if you miss the playoffs or you get into the coin flip game and lose, I think at the end of the day, you're going to feel the same way about your team, which is, you know, we weren't good enough. And uh, you might feel a little bit different if, you know, you win a playoff series or, or, or get deep into the postseason, but just dropping the, the wild card game. It's not really even a playoff game in a lot of ways. You know, it's, it's, it's a dirty little secret in baseball. That's one that always struck me is, you know, in 2015, when I was with the Astros, we, we made the wild card game, went to New York, and, and, and luckily won that game. But it always struck me that we didn't need a postseason credential for that game. We still used our regular season credentials. I was like, <laughs> yeah, this isn't even a playoff game. And so I think you got to get past that for, for it to count. And uh, so I don't think it makes a big difference. I, I, I think you're going to walk away saying my team's not good enough, and what do I need to do to improve it? Kevin, what... I, I am curious on this because the, 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 you you mentioned the middle infield, and that's something we've talked so much about because of Paul DeYoung's struggles this year. How do you know who the guy is that you feel comfortable going to that length on? And that what I mean by that is the Cardinals have been very reluctant in the past, m- maybe justifiably so, in giving out those six, seven, eight, nine-year contracts that we've seen the superstars get. And this offseason, it's very possible, maybe even likely, that the shortstops do get that term. How do you become comfortable giving that to a player like that? Is there a, a specific skill set that makes you feel comfortable? Is it the age? What is it about those players that would get you there? Yeah, age is a huge factor. Obviously, you're, you're far more comfortable giving six, seven years to a guy who's 27 than a guy who's 32. It makes a, a, a massive difference. You can, and then it's the, you, know, you look at there are skill sets that age better than others. And, and that's, that's something that you always want to look at as well. It's always a tough thing to do. I think you need to just balance it out. And, 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 you know, you think about some of these long deals and yeah, they might look like bad deals when the player's 34 or when the player's 36, but you got so much out of them before that, that in the end, it was all worth it. You can't kind of measure it, uh, you know, on a year to year basis, you have to kind of measure the overall total of the contract. And, you know, if, if the last three years of the, of the deal are a bad deal, but you got so much out of the first four, it was still a good contract in the end. Do you feel like any of these shortstops in particular have the game that will age more gracefully? You know, it's, 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 it's funny because Correa has the one thing going for him, which is the age. But, you know, he, and he stayed healthy this year, but his, his history overall of, of, of missing games, I think is going to hurt his ability to get there. 
Uh, I, I think Story and Seeger are the kind of guys who are going to age more gracefully. Uh, Javi Baez is a real wild card. I, you know, we know about his strengths and, and, and they're significant. We know about his weaknesses and they're very significant as well. And I, I think he's going to be kind of the strangest one in the, and, and the kind of guy that I think teams are going to be really interested in maybe doing a shorter, higher AAV kind of deal. So, Kevin, my guy BK over here is the president of the Cardinals playoff bandwagon club, and he is still holding (laughs) out hope that this team is going to find a way to get into the wild card race, especially because the Padres have been scuffling. Where's your confidence right now on this Cardinals team turning it on the rest of the way and getting into a wild card game? Let me down easy here, Kevin. Let me down easy. I I mean, I think we need to be realistic here. You know, are the Cardinals up? Yes. Uh, but if you look at the, the, the fan graph playoff odds, which gets calculated every day, uh, that up basically has gone from about 1% to starting this morning at 8%. So, you know, if, if you're playing the horses, they're a 12 to 1 shot. It's a heck of a lot better than being a 100 to 1 shot. Uh, but there's, there's still a long way to go as far as them kind of having a realistic chance. Um, and they're not out of it. And, and, you know, stay hot and you play hot. We've all seen it. We all know about these teams. We've all seen teams down five, ten games even at this point who come back and make the playoffs. And the Cardinals are playing really well right now, and hopefully that thing trends up. But as we sit right now, they have a shot, but it's a long shot. Kevin, the way you said they're not out of it was like when you, when you break up with a girl in high school and your parents say, hey, the, well, everything happens for a reason, and she'll come back if she feels like it. She'll miss like you. Was, I felt like he was doing he more loves, of that. It's not you, BK. It it's go. the Cardinals. It's, it's not your fault. Yeah, if you love it, BK, just let it go. But it's fine. It's not you, it's me. There we go. That's, that's what that was. Kevin Goldstein, the former Astros assistant general manager, is joining us here on 101 ESPN. You can find his work over at Fangraphs.com. I did find it uh, rather interesting yesterday, Kevin. I was reading over at Fangraphs, and you're putting together your depth pieces for all of the contenders. I noticed that you didn't have the Cardinals included on that list for the National League. We yeah, we just got to wait with the basic rule. We were going with teams that, that were at 10% or above on the playoff odds, and the, the Cardinals finished uh, just a little bit below that. But you know what? Maybe they stay hot, and we'll write them up later. I, I loved that. Hey, Kevin, last time that we had you on, we talked a lot about the bullpen because it was horrible at that point in time, and they were walking everybody. It was really rough to watch. And since then... They've been much better. They added Luis Garcia. You get TJ McFarland in there. Those two combined this month have thrown 19 innings of scoreless ball. They've walked just one batter combined. And then you have Reyes, Gallegos, and Cabrera. And while Reyes has had some struggles of late, still a good pitcher overall. What have you thought about the way that the Cardinals have been able to kind of piece things together, not just with their bullpen, but also adding Jay Happ and John Lester and LeBlanc there for a while? What have you thought about their ability to kind of piece this thing together while they were dealing with so many injuries? Um, I, mean, I think they've done a, a better job with the bullpen than the rotation. You know, Happ has pitched well for them. Lester has not. Uh, but you, you talk about it, guys like picking guys kind of up with scrap keeps. And, you know, TJ McFarland's a lefty who's, Obviously, been around the block, been uh, with a million organizations, but in general, he's going to throw strikes and get ground balls. You know, he doesn't miss a lot of bats, and at some point, that's a real risk for him. But for now, he's throwing strikes and, like you said, pitching real well. Alex Ray is still just, uh, you know, I don't know how you guys feel watching every game. He just, he scares the crap out of me every time the ninth inning starts and they got a lead because. I mean, look, he's, he's walked 42 in 50-something innings, and uh, it's it, it just, it's terrifying. He creates his own trouble so often. It's it just, 
you know, I know overall he's gotten the job done more often, and you know the ERA looks good, but that walk rate, just, especially in a playoff game, you, you guys know what playoff games. Playoff games are close. Every time a runner gets on base, it creates stress. It's just going to create a lot of stress for him. With the reports of the Cardinals being interested in Ray as, as a starter next year, Kevin, I, I mean, are you looking at that and all of the walks and saying, maybe not? Don't maybe don't look into that, Cardinals, because of all of those walks this year? I think the biggest worry would just be that he'd turn into a five and dive guy where you, you look up and the, the Cardinals are winning four to three and Reyes's line is five innings, two hits, three runs, four walks, six Ks, and he's at 104 pitches. And so, you know, I think Alex Reyes as a starter means that you're going to, you know, really tax the bullpen. You're going to be expecting 12 plus outs every time he goes. We're talking to Kevin Goldstein for just another minute here on 101 ESPN, former Astros assistant GM. You can find his work over on fangraphs.com. You can also follow him on Twitter at Kevin underscore Goldstein. Kevin, the last thing that I wanted to get into with you today is um, the, the Cardinals fan base and the attendance of late has been lacking to say the least. And I, I'd love to get the front office perspective on something like this because the announced attendance has still been fine. They're, they're announcing like 25, 28,000. If you look at where they are in terms of baseball right now, they're top seven in the league. So that's all fine. And that's the ticket sold. But if you actually look at what the crowds have been like lately, it looks closer to like 10 or 15,000 fans that have been in the stands. And this was against the Brewers, one of the best teams in baseball. When you're a GM, when you're in the front office, do you do you take note of that even if the tickets sold are still pretty high? You do, but you don't take in as much as you want. You know, I think it's it's, it's a bit of a dirty little secret in baseball that, that, you know, fans coming to games represent a large part of your revenue, but they represent a smaller and smaller part of the revenue over the past decades in, in the sense that it's all about TV money and streaming money. That's a far bigger piece of, of your money than, than fans in the stands. And, um, you know, I, I think at a lot of times we need to look at 2020 and 2021 even – uh, in terms of attendance as, you know, hopefully a blip and something that it's hard to really make a judgment on because of the pandemic. And, and I know Missouri's had, has having its own, you know, significant problems right now. And so it's, it's hard to really know how much that's influencing things. Um, it's interesting to note that, you know, I've talked to a few teams who are, are in a similar situation where there's not as many people in the stands as, as you, as they'd expect. At the same time, you know, all these teams have told me that they're, money per person, if you will, the money spent on parking, food, things in the team shop, things like that is off the charts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're, they're kind of per person spending for, for multiple teams. I've talked to is really, really high. I think people are just kind of so excited to be going to baseball again. And that's what's happening. So I, I think, you know, right now you can look at it and, and if you're the Cardinals, you can be concerned. And I, but I also think you have to say, Hey, let's see what happens when we have a, a quote unquote normal year. And hopefully we'll have one in 2022 before we make any sort of real judgments against it. Kevin, before we get you out of here, is there anything else Cardinals related that you find interesting team building wise, whether it be in the minors or their current roster and the decisions that are ahead for them? Is there anything that you, Kevin Goldstein, as a former assistant GM are interested in Cardinals wise? Yeah, I, I am kind of interested in, in, in what their rotation looks like in going forward. You know, in, as far as like, you, you go into 2022, who do you really feel good about in that rotation after Jack Flaherty? Um, it, you know, it, it, you, you're obviously going to get guys back from injury, but like kind of how they end up forming that rotation. If you had to, you know, right now just you know 
take a pencil and a paper and write down who you think that opening day 2022 rotation is. I mean, you could have a whole show over that right now. Yeah. And and so it's going to be really interesting to kind of see how they form that. And, you know, the rotation is kind of the heart of the pitching staff and, and the harder your chances of getting the playoffs. You look at these teams that are ahead of the Cardinals in the playoff, more often than not, they're putting a starter out there that makes them feel good about getting a win. And you got to feel, you know, figure out who that's going to be for the Cardinals after Jeff Flaherty. Yeah, it's we have certainly had plenty of segments on that, to say the least, Kevin. Hey, thanks so much for the time. As always, my friend, we look forward to talking with you again soon. Anytime, guys. Thanks, thanks Kevin. You got it. That's Kevin Goldstein joining us here on 101 ESPN. Again, former Astros assistant GM, national writer now over at Fangraphs. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Anticipation is building. The holidays are just around the corner, and at The Home Depot, we can't wait. With Black Friday savings all through November, you can count down to Christmas early with a Santa Countdown Inflatable Special Buy, only $69.98. Or anticipate when friends and family come to visit with an entrance full of LED lights that will welcome them and the holidays with open arms. Get the holiday magic started early. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.